And hello, everyone. Welcome to the Housekeepers Podcast, dare I say, the cleanest hour in podcast. And I am extremely excited for today. I'm going to introduce you to someone who is just pretty fantastic in the cleaning industry, who has a very unique approach to the cleaning industry. And I just, you got to follow him on TikTok. Or go to TikTok and find him at Ben Blasters, at Ben Blasters on TikTok. Casey Everton. Thank you, Everton. Hi. And thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's a beautiful Monday. It's a beautiful Monday in Utah, right? You're all the way in Utah. Yeah. Spanish Fork, Utah. It's beautiful here. And you have a company where you clean garbage cans, residential garbage cans. Do you clean Absolutely. commercial garbage cans? Is that a thing? Is there a, are there dumpsters? Yeah, so yeah, there are trucks that clean dumpsters, but uh, you know any most of those commercial garbage cans we could squeeze in our lifters and lift up, sit down, and blast them. Oh yeah, them. yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So you clean garbage cans. You literally, yeah. kind of, if I if I understand your business right, you follow behind the garbage garbage person. So the garbage guys come down the street and they're emptying the garbage, but then they just throw your garbage can back at you. You pick them up, clean them. And bring them to the house. Is that kind of accurate? Yeah. We come the next day. So we always run into empty bins. So Excellent. everyone just leaves them out for us. So we have customers that sign up for a recurring, uh, you know, monthly or a quarterly clean. And then we'll show up the day after garbage day, one time a month or once every three months. And we lift it upside down into our truck, blast it with 200 degree water, super high pressure. Everything comes out, goes into that dirty water hopper. Um, there's a screen to catch any garbage that's left over in the can, and we're on to the next house. I love it. I think it is so smart, so so needed. Like when I yeah. saw your business, I went and looked at my garbage cans, and I was like, that's "Oh disgusting. no, <laughs> they're all gross." If there's a garbage can out there anywhere in the U.S. right now, it's disgusting and it smells bad. It, it really does, and you know, we have we have. Uh, and, and where I live, we're not allowed to put loose garbage in the can. Everything yeah. has to be in a bag. However, I don't know how it happens, but inevitably, garbage will, loose garbage will start to, you know, you, you started with a, a three-foot garbage can. Now I have a foot and a half because the bottom half's all garbage. <laughs> yep. How does that happen? Who knows, right? You know, it's gross, man. So, it's gross. It just is compacted and all the juice just gets everything just layer on layer and it's so bad. Great time. <laughs> so so gross you know you know where it's the grossest is like you know because i work in healthcare, nursing yeah. homes hospitals i don't know if you service those guys but you could you need to you definitely need to holy heck if you come to new york i'd hire you in a minute wow. that, is a, that is i hadn't even thought of the nursing homes yet Ooh. Yeah, that, and, all I think and, about is houses and man. Yeah, nursing homes. My brother, that's that might be the next big thing. You let me know. I'll hook you up with some. I'll hook you up with a contact list because uh, uh, that's really good. But before we get too far into your business, which I think is really fun, I, I would really love to know about like where did you come from? Where did you grow up? Are you from Utah originally? Yeah. Is that where you've spent your whole life? So I grew up in southern Missouri in the Ozarks, kind of by Springfield and Branson. And um, I grew up, you know, working. My father had a commercial masonry company. So I grew up working hard in the summers, lifting block, lifting bricks, mixing mud. I mean, the hardest work you could possibly do as a 16, 17, 18 year old. And, you know, I was going to do that. And I was going to work for dad and kind of learn the business. 
Um, but then I saw the issues he was having with employees and getting people that wanted to come work that hard. Very difficult. Um, what year was this? Well, how old are you? I mean, well, how what year? Um, Forty two. So this was you know ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah. So I'm just in that phase of am I going to do this with dad or am I going to do my own thing? Yeah. And um, kind of left to do my own thing for a while. And then he started a helicopter tour business in Branson, Missouri. He always wanted to fly. And so what a he, weird change from laying yeah. brick to flying helicopters. Well, you know, when you're when you work your ass off, sorry, you're your butt off all, all your entire life and you've wanted to fly your entire life. He finally did it. And so we started a helicopter tour business in Branson, Missouri, back in um, mid 2000s. And then he died in a crash. And a so we, we, yeah, it was really awful. Oh, so, no, that I'm kind so of sorry to hear that. Thank you. It's okay. We, um, we stopped that. And then I moved out west. My mom moved out west. And um, I was always in the sales and marketing role at some point. I created products that we sold nationally. And, um, I had this idea about five years ago. My son was living with us, and I said, Cameron, our cans are so gross. I'm going to work up some kind of trailer with a lever that I can pull the lever down, lift the can up, and we're going to spray it out. And he just laughed at me. I go, I'm telling you, people would pay you to do that. And um, he just laughed and said, Well, if you don't want to do it, I'm not going to put the effort out because I have a job already. So, um, you know, five years later, I had been fired from a job in tech. There's tons of tech here in Utah, and I was on a sales team, and they got rid of me because they didn't. I don't know, ask too many questions or something or had a bad attitude. I don't know. Didn't like having a boss is the main thing. And um, I kind of went back to this. I said, hey, I wonder. I had a thought again, looked up, and then there's guys building equipment to clean garbage cans. So I called my partner, Steve. We jumped on it. We started small. And we kind of built our own first rinky-dinky rig. And um, I've had five pieces of equipment over the past year, just kind of trying a lot of stuff. I wanted to see what the best was. And uh, now we've landed on a nice big truck and carries a ton of water. We can clean two bins at the same time. It's completely changed everything about our business, having the right equipment. You know, what's, what's so interesting about your story is, you know, guys like us, you know, when you get older and you have kids. And so like we have, we have teenagers in our house, 19 year old twin girls, 21 year old boy and summer jobs. And everybody's looking for a summer job. Everybody yeah. has the attitude, summer job. Where am I going to go work? Where am I going to go work? And I just wonder, I'm, and, I, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. How come nobody's thinking about what are you going to build? What are you going to yeah. make? Why don't you start your own company? And I, like you, I'm like, you know what? This could be a business. This could be a business. You could do this. You could do that. And nobody, everybody's just kind of like, well, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. I love that you had the idea for your son. Yeah. And then he didn't do anything with it. And then you're like, all right, so maybe it's not too much of a thing. But in the back of your head, you always just knew. Probably I wish we, go go ahead. Ahead. I, I wish we could instill that entrepreneurial spirit onto our kids because we see the opportunity. We see a clear path laid out. If you would just do this, you would never have to work a job. Like, yeah. just do this, buddy. And they just don't, if they don't want it, they don't want it. And it's hard to instill that into them. Um, my partner's sons are the opposite and they, they're all about it. So it's fun to, they love our business and they're always working on stuff. But, you know, if your kid just not has that, doesn't have the mindset, he just doesn't. So um, I'm glad that I kept it in the back of my head and said, well, I'll do it, you know, and it worked out. And um, here we are. Do you, so. think, do you think maybe it has a little bit, like you might have an advantage in that your dad owned his own business too, right? Like there's, Probably. there's, there's that, yeah. there's that piece of it where, 
you kind of saw what it was like to be the person who owned the business and made the decisions, got the contract. And so even though you initially went to work for somebody else, that might be it too. Yeah. That might be I think it a too. lot of it because I saw my dad doesn't have to answer to anybody. Like he's not groveling for, uh, to keep his job anywhere. He's not, he didn't come home and got in trouble at work for saying the wrong thing. So that was always really difficult for me. I never, I bounced around a lot. It was hard finding my place because I'd get a job somewhere. I'd be like, well, my manager's 30 years old. I've got 15 years more experience than him. How is this guy my boss? This makes no sense to me. Like what? And I would get frustrated. that I hadn't found an opportunity sooner. And I was always like, you know what? It's my fault. It's not his fault. He's the boss. I need to either make the best of it or get the hell out. So a lot of times I would just say, Hey, this isn't the right fit. And I don't do well working for somebody. I don't like having 10 managers above me that can shoot down ideas. And I got to work for myself. It's just the way it is. I've, I've admitted that and I can never work for anybody else now. <laughs> and how long have you been on your own for now? How long has it been since you? Uh, it's been a few years. I had, I had a business online. I had some products that we would import from China and I designed. Um, and then this, you know, this really is what took off. And I spent a lot of my time on it. It's all I've done for the past 18 months is focus on Cleaning bins. If I'm not cleaning bins, I'm talking to other guys who want to clean bins and I'm selling them equipment, mentoring them, making silly videos on TikTok. I mean, that's all I do. Like I could have gone out on my boat yesterday and caught trout. I decided to stay home and work on my basement and it ruined my day. I was so mad at myself. I'm like, why don't I go do something fun? But I'm just in that mode of work and I just have to just step back sometimes and just say, hey, nothing's going to happen. I can take a day off and do things. But it's difficult to just take a break when you do your own thing. It's really hard. It's scary to take a break, right? Yep. You feel like you're going to miss something. You're going to get behind. Yeah. I I, I started this business. So I, I own a management training company. I train housekeeping managers. I'm an educator. <laughs> and when you're an educator in housekeeping, first of all, nobody spends any money training housekeeping managers, <laughs> which is the problem, right? I mean, <laughs> there's very little resources out there. And it's all based on my hustle. If I'm not yeah. hustling, and so I almost have hustle guilt, where if I'm, you know, even this morning, if I'm not making cold calls, I'm like, you've wasted the whole morning. Even though I haven't, I've been working. <laughs> Man, that's tough, huh? It's, it's, it's tough. You know what? It's the greatest thing. You know what the greatest thing happened to me? And I'm going to go out on a limb and say the greatest thing happened to you is I got fired. Yeah. And 100%. And it, it was, was the worst week of my life. But. I had, you ever heard of the term golden handcuffs? Kind of. I, I, yeah, I know what you mean, but go ahead. It's just where I had a job that I got paid yeah. regardless of whether I did well or not. I got paid every two weeks. You know, I mean, I would get performance improvement, you know, evaluations if I wasn't doing my job or whatever. But, you know, it's a type of job where you got paid enough to where it wasn't enough that made you happy, but it was more, it was enough to make it so you, you were afraid to lose your job. Yeah. And, they call those golden handcuffs and I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. The amount of people that reach out to me to get started in this business or want to, and it just makes you feel bad because you realize that all my friends, everybody I meet, everyone I know, they're just miserable. They're just stuck in a job. It pays them well. They've, you know, they're spending what they make. They really can't leave. And when people do leave a job to jump into this business, it blows my mind because I know how big of a step that was for them. Um, because they, a lot of them will do it, you know, on the side of the afternoon, kind of build it up. I've had guys that just literally quit their job. They have a lot of kids and they're just like, I'm doing it. <laughs> it's amazing to me. 
Because I know there are people. There's something to be said about a side hustle. And there's something to be said about swimming when you're in the deep end and you have no choice. Yep. I appreciate it, man. I I love when someone can just, any business, you just go for it. It says a lot about that person for sure. And then it may work, it may not work, but they did it. I agree. I, I wonder why... Let me ask you, just because I'm curious, why the cleaning business? I mean, I understand you had a good idea. You saw, you kind of saw a need, but you're educated, you're experienced, you're a yeah. techie. You know, before this, you're so, a techie. You could have essentially yeah. gone into anything. Why cleaning? Is it? You tell me. Why the cleaning business? It wasn't the cleaning. It was the home service. It was the recurring revenue model with the home service. I wanted to. I worked for a company that we sold, uh, they used our platform to get leads, right? Um, so we would reach out to them and help them get their platform looking better. So more people could find them and get them more leads. So I was talking with so many service professionals and they were doing insane amounts of revenue, but most of them had no idea how to market their business and they were doing everything, everything there, no matter what the company was, it was usually the boss maybe another person and they were slammed and marketing was the last thing they were doing or spending money on. So the whole time I was like, I gotta start a service business. This is where there's so much opportunity to create recurring revenue. So I was like, I need something that can be done quickly. I'm not going to be at a house for 30 or 40 minutes or an hour or two. I don't have to have some special skill. I don't have to be licensed or certified as a plumber or a carpenter or an electrician. What can I do that I can show up quickly? And I was like, garbage cans. I went right back to five years previous. And I'm like, I can show up and be there for a few minutes. I can get people on a plan, a monthly or quarterly plan. And that's why I chose that one. And it just happened to be in the equipment makes all the difference. There are a lot of guys that jump in and they'll build their own rigs, you know, cause they don't have the money or they don't want to spend the money on a rig, but having that right equipment made all the difference. And now it's just shocking how obvious of a business it is once you get going on it. Because there's unlimited cans. You can never clean them all if you even wanted to. It's impossible. That's such a great business. That's a, It's a great takeaway for people who are just thinking about how do you go into business? Like, what do you do? And it's that reoccurring model, that reoccurring revenue model on a monthly, on a consistent basis. That's yeah. really where the sweet spot is, right? That's the magic, getting people to come back. And if you, yeah. you know, what is that? That's the, um, isn't that like the gym membership? Like, yeah. You sign up for the gym membership, whether you go or not, you're getting paid. Yep. That's kind of how it works. People <laughs> sign up for the monthly plan, and we notify them three times ahead of time that we're coming, day before email, day before text. And when I'm on my way, they get a text. And if I show up to that house and their garbage cans aren't out or they're still full, they're still getting charged. I mean, they knew three times I was coming. They didn't text me, say, hey, my cans are full. So yeah. it's just one of those things. And I just tell them, it's like Netflix. If you don't watch it, you're still getting charged. You know, it's like the car wash you pay every month for. Um, you're still you going know I'm you're coming. still providing yeah, the service. I'm still showing up at your house. That's right. You didn't tell me your cans weren't empty. That I, you should have, and I would have skipped you and not charged you. Yeah. But if I'm going to drive to your house and do the job you asked me to do, you know, so it's, that's what I wanted. Because sometimes customers forget. My customers, they... I have guys that come out and give me a hug every time I show up. It's the craziest thing. <laughs> There's a lot of OCD people that just can't get their garbage cans clean. And I show up and it's done in two minutes. It blows their mind. And every month they're like, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. I was going to say on, uh, on TikTok, you kind of highlight a few of those moments. And your, your business is 
it seems to be designed for two things. One, it can be a solo operation, very fast and efficient. And two, if somebody comes out, it is an, it's like watching an amusement park. It's like the bins are going for a ride. There's things swirling yeah. around. There's, you know, there's nearly bombs going off. There's smoke. There's Dad music. It. I don't know what's going on up there. Dad love it. It's funny. Just Friday, we were out cleaning. Usually, we clean the day after garbage day. But on some of our routes, we clean on, on Fridays. We, we clean all day because I want to have my weekends. And so Friday is garbage day in most of these towns where we go. And we'll be in a neighborhood and we'll see so many dads, their cans upside down in their driveway with a little pressure washer spraying it out. And I just honk at them and they look and I'll always stop and clean their can for them because it blows their mind. Their kids are watching and, um, you know, they always sign up because it's just they're sitting there in the mud, in the dirt. And I can show up and do it for them once a quarter. And not only only, only that, but you correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't just clean the garbage can, but whatever is inside it, you take with you. When I clean the garbage can, I make a mess in the driveway, which I then have to clean up. Yep. There's nothing left behind. There's just a big water spot on the road. That's it. It's dry in a minute. And then we go. So yeah, they love it. It's, um, you know, a lot of people on TikTok or online or on Facebook ads, you know, they'll comment. This is the stupidest thing. It's like, hey, cleanliness isn't for everyone. That's fine. Go with your dirty garbage can. We're going to keep cleaning because our customers want it. And it just bounces right off. It's like, guys, if you don't understand why someone wants their garbage can clean, go, go on. <laughs> I can't. I can't help you. <laughs> I. That's so funny that you said. I would have never guessed that you got any you know, hate mail. Oh, it's nonstop. It, it's it's insane. crazy. It's like, why do you care if someone cleans a garbage can? Does it affect as a, do you hate car washes? Do you hate restaurants? Yeah. Everyone can cook their own food, but they go to restaurants. They go to car washes. People pay for convenience. That's why this business works. They see that I can solve their problem in less than two minutes, or they could sit out there on a Saturday and get dirty and mess with all that. It's ridiculous to do that yourself. There is a, all that stuff spraying out. There's a there's a great book called Who Not How. And this is the perfect example of one of those who's instead of trying to figure out how to clean your you don't don't worry about how to clean a garbage can. Find out so much in the garbage can. There's so much stuff. I I've reached that age where I don't want to do anything I don't want to do. We just finished our basement. I did maybe two hours worth of work in that entire basement. I'm like, I don't want to. It stresses me out. It frustrates me. It ruins my day. Why would I put that on myself to save some money? Wait till I have the money and just let it be done. And so it's like people are the same way. I don't want to deal with it. That's why car wash memberships work. Every single thing we do in life now is getting so easy. And you know, good or bad, it's, it's where we're headed. And so if I can provide a service to someone, um, there's so many things <laughs> – all these times little kids reach out or teenagers reach out about how to get started. I'm like, Hey, this equipment's super expensive. It's not something you just do on your own. You know, let's try this though. Maybe you try start a dog poop business or maybe start a, a business cleaning out the window. wells from basements because those are always filthy. Those are businesses. Any of these teenagers could start if they just had that motivation. And, um, there's so many little things that they could create recurring revenue doing that a homeowner would gladly pay them for that are not lawns or windows you know there's all kinds of little things so i yeah, picked one that i a million percent yeah. agree and i think so we have a 21 year old i don't know what it is about my neighborhood i don't know that it's it's 
our kid, as much as it seems to be a lot of the kids around here, they all want to get into finance. And I'm always like, you don't want to build anything. You don't want to create anything. You don't want to, you know, everybody wow. just wants to bank on somebody else's building and creating. So it's, a, which yeah. flies in the face of what I'm into. I'm, I'm totally a creator, but I think you're totally right. Like when I was a kid, lawn, lawn care, painting. I mean, I, I spent the summer once working at the dump and all I did for tips, I didn't, the dump wasn't paying me anything. Mm -hmm. All I did was empty. So people would back up their truck or their car to empty their trash and I would empty their trash for them. That's great. Everybody gave me like, it was like a standard dollar tip. Well, at the end of the day, you know, you're doing 50, 60 cars, you know, I mean, that's great. It was, it was you, man. I was like 15. I've always been that way. I imagine you've probably been that way too. Like I, I yep. collected baseball cards. So I means I sold baseball cards. I, you know, I was always trying to figure out how to make more money, you know? That's great. Always I know, it's kind of been models on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. I love seeing kids out doing stuff now. Cause it's so rare when you see kids out trying. Because they can, you know, sadly, they can make videos and be that aren't funny and post them. And a lot of other kids with the same random sense of humor will think they're hilarious and they become famous. But then they realize, I don't have to really do anything. I could just make videos and I may have a shot at that. And I, I hate that that's out there for them because they're missing all that time of growth and figuring out how to really create wealth for themselves. And, uh, but, you know, all we can do is keep going and there's luckily a lot of kids on TikTok that follow me and reach out and I'll get phone calls on a random Saturday. You the guys from TikTok and I'll talk to them because if I have questions, <laughs> I'm glad at least watching my videos, you know, and they've took the time to watch a video about a dude cleaning garbage can. Yeah. So, I think it's all so great. great. I think it's yeah. so great. I think, I think you're right. I think that, I think there's something to the struggle to doing hard things to having an, having an unhappy customer. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to go, you know what? I'm, I'm, I got a couple of lawns to mow and then, yeah. you know, Mrs. Staub who you went and mowed her lawn is not happy because you yeah. didn't do it properly. You didn't do it the way she wanted to, or and she gives you a little butt chewing. That butt chewing is important. Yeah. It's important. Huge. And Huge. I wonder if, you know, like to your point about the kids making videos nowadays, I wonder if that's part of what they're going to be missing. They're missing the struggle. They're although they're not to say that you know reading comments that are negative are not. Um, sure. I remember this one time, and I'm a, I'm 50, so I'm a grown man. I've been a grown man for a long time, and uh, and I'm only prefacing that to say that I, when I first read this comment that I got, I was actually upset about it, and it took me a good few minutes to go, "What the hell are you getting upset about? It's so stupid." but I am a syndicated writer and I write a column every week and my column got picked up by the executive housekeeping today magazine. This is maybe six, seven years ago. I'm very excited. And then they have a sister magazine in Australia, another cleaning magazine in Australia. And they call and they reach out and they're like, Hey, we noticed that you're writing for them. Would you be interested in writing for us? And so I remember posting on, on Twitter that I am now an internationally syndicated columnist. I mean, I'm very excited. And somebody's like, you write about housekeeping for a housekeeping magazine, you know, like keep yourself in check. And I remember just being like, 
Maybe I shouldn't be posting about me. I'm just a measly housekeeper. Oh, you know? Ralph. I'm <laughs> <laughs> a grown man. That's and then awesome, I, was like, man. I was like, screw you. You know what? I don't. I have no idea who it was, obviously, yeah. because that's the whole anon the uh, anonymous part of it. But who the hell are they writing for, right? Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> that's hard, man. Any negative comments are hard. I, they brush off, but it still gets you. It's like, who are you? It, you're like you don't you don't put any videos out. What are you making fun of mine for? Like I'm out trying to make something happen. Like it's tough. People are the worst sometimes for sure. Yeah, and so that and I guess what I'm trying to lead to is with a, a kid who when I so I I was that kid who was always trying to get the side job when I was a kid. Yeah. And then I would need a talking to by the person mm -hmm. who paid me either because I did a half-ass job or I skipped out because I wanted to play baseball with my friends that Saturday or, you know, whatever the reason, or I didn't do a good job. And when they came and came to me and they were like, Hey, that's not how you do it. And then they kind of held my feet to the fire. And then I was able to turn that person around to where they were, they hired me. They believed they're like, oh, I'm yeah. going to give this stupid kid a chance. And then they gave me a chance. I messed up. They yelled at me. I corrected it and made them happy. That doesn't happen if I make a video and you're negative to me. I can't make another video and be sure that I made that I corrected you. You know what I mean? Like that yep. it's that full circle piece that I think is probably, you know, to your point, gonna be the most devastating to these kids as they get older because they haven't had to do I agree. Not that, not that they haven't had to do hard things, but they haven't you know, being a management trainer, I think one of the things that really plagues my industry is we don't let managers fail anymore. You mm. know, we, we hold their hands so much that we don't let them do anything because we're afraid of them make a bad decision. If they make a bad decision, yeah. it's going to cost us money and the unemployment rate. Oh. And so we don't let them make a decision at all. So they can't make a mistake. Yeah. If you can't make a mistake, you don't learn. It's hard, man. I've got this truck that I paid a lot of money for and it's hard to trust someone to just hop in this thing because my business is on this truck and I need to hire a person that can run this for me. But giving up that, that man, it's scary. It's really scary. Because if they, if anything happens to that truck and it's off for a month or a week, I can't, I can't go clean those bins with my pickup truck. Those customers aren't going to get fixed. They're not going to get clean. I'm going to have to do them next month on top of everybody else. So I just look ahead and think, man, if someone wrecks this truck, what I have to, all the work I have to do, I'll just do it myself. And it's difficult. You know, I got to get past that point. And as we grow and expand, it's going to have to happen. And uh, I put myself through it, but I, uh, you know, in order to grow, yeah. in order to grow, we both, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat and I'm in the education. Like, you know how many teachers there are? 8 million of them. And I'm like, you know, I can't, I can't get another teacher. I mean, I have to be the one <laughs> teaching or. Uh, Isn't that funny? Know. It's teaching. You know, you can tell them what to say and they know too. It's and silly. They, it's silly. I'm he's in the same. He's never wrecked his vehicle, but I'm afraid he's going to wreck my truck. You know. And and the truth is, you know, because I'm the only one teaching, I'm the one who makes the mistakes. I'm the one having to call. Like, you know what? I said something yesterday. I don't know if you caught it, but that was actually wrong. This is the right. Yeah. <laughs> and you two are probably man. having near misses on the road, right? <laughs> All the time. Dude, my, me and my, I had a guy out from South Carolina last week, and he because he bought a a used trailer that I bought, and he was he's getting started in South Carolina. He's pumped. He's 22, 23. I mean, nice. he's got a goal, you know, wants to retire by 30. And I love that because he, he took the time, he put the effort, his grandpa helped him out. And we're out driving around in my truck and we were just going house to house. We had a bunch in that neighborhood and we hopped out of the truck 
and we both go to the back and the truck starts driving away. <laughs> I hadn't put it in park. So we run. I mean, I'm the, I'm the guy and I'm the one doing this crap. So we both ran, caught it, luckily, because it was just a flat street, jumped in, slammed it in park. And I was like, man, if that would have been on a slight downhill, it would have gone right into someone's front door. I mean, I was like, I can't believe I did that. And I'm worried about someone else doing it, and I did it. Yeah. Because you just get busy. So I just need to get over it myself and just grow. But, man, it was a scary day. I almost destroyed my truck. <laughs> that, it was very close. That is scary. And yep. I can't even – I, I feel like, every, you know, and, and that's the, to come with growth, right? It's the whole idea that 99.9% .9 of the things that have held me back my entire life are between these two eyeballs of mine, right? Like they're totally here, you know? I'm the one who's always been in my own way, but I, I'm in the same boat. Like, how do you get to the next level? It's by finding who, not how. Right? Who I have a really good partner. Country? It's kind of unique. My partner is my kid's stepdad. Um, they met after my wife and I split up. She met Steve and he lived in Southern Utah. And I was like, that's a really nice guy. He's a great dude. And, you know, whenever you're coming along, who's this guy's me, my kid's stepdad. Yeah, I couldn't have been happier. And I was always watching him. He'd been super successful before. And I was always looking for something that we could do together. And um, whenever we started this, he was the first person I called. And he was like, yep, let's do it. And he's four hours away. I handle this portion of the business and he handles that portion. Our roles are very clearly defined. I'm never upset that he isn't helping me clean business because that's not his role. And so um, having that partner and having that right person in place is what kept this things moving and made this possible. Um, kept me going. There's days I want to quit. It's hard. It's hot. It's long. You're, you're a, a, a stupid part breaks down the truck and I'm shut down for a day. You know, every time that happens, you're like, I'm out of here. I'm done. And, um, you know, luckily there's two people that make the decisions. If it was just me, I'd have been done a long time ago. But luckily I, I can cool down and talk to him about it. And he's got a super chill personality. He's just like, all right, we'll fix it, you know. So that's been huge in what we've done. And it's going to help her as we move forward and helps our decisions. I don't um, think we can gloss over this. Who the heck are you? Like, who? Who? <laughs> Who meets their kid stepdad and goes into business with them? That has got to be, you've got to be one of the most unique people. That, boy, that says an awful lot about your character. That's pretty impressive. He's a good dude. I'm yeah. sure that my my ex-wife's husband is a good dude. I have no idea. I've never. <laughs> oh, yeah. It works. That's it works. funny. Yeah. He's That's got funny. a lot of things going on. Oh, I, the reason I don't not do business with him now, you know, everything we work on, we've got hot tubs coming from China. We've got, you know, we just see an opportunity, we jump on it. And he's a great, he's, he tells me when to stop spending money or he tells me to this. And I give him ideas and he's like, great, that's a good idea. Let's do it. So it works really well. That's really fantastic. I don't, I don't know if you're comfortable talking about it at all, but I do. One of the things that I really do enjoy about your TikTok is that you do have your girls with you sometimes and they have a blast. Yeah. It's called, they, live down in, they have a blast. Yeah. <laughs> they do. They love it. They live in Southern Utah and it's hard because they can't just have them with me all the time. So when they come up for extended periods of time, you know, they'll go out with me all day and Taylor, that one with Down syndrome is the sweetest thing on the planet. So 
Um, I can put her in videos and it takes us about 20 takes for her to get what she's trying to say. But when she gets it, you know, I'll adjust things so she can get it. But she has so much fun. And then my daughter, you know, Charlie, it's, it's so much fun. I wish they could be here every day because we'd make every video together, but do what we can. I think that, you know, when I, I'm talking to some people about TikTok and everybody's kind of curious, you know, should they be doing TikTok? Because it seems like a, a young person's platform and everything. And I'm like, not at all. The key, no, I agree. The key to TikTok, and, and I'm going to use you as an example, and, and I do, is you have to make it about you, not just about yeah. you and your business. If you do it about yeah. you, people are interested. I'm interested. Yeah. I found you and followed you, not because you, all right, so I'm, big fan of cleaning anything so making a business out of cleaning garbage cans i mean i was like eureka you know it sounds so amazing but you've got such a fun story you have such a fun family you have such a fun it seems like every morning is christmas at your house like that's the persona and even if it isn't that i love that you're able to at least showcase all the good nobody wants to see all the bad don't you know this isn't cops I have a good life. My wife is incredibly intelligent. She works her butt off. We have our dogs here. You know, it's, it's her and I and her dogs. My kids are up here often and it's a good life. There's not a lot of stressful things that happen. You know, if, if a machine breaks down on my truck, that's the most stress I have. So it's, I can wake up every day happy and I can be like, let's go clean garbage cans. You know, people would laugh at it, but at the end of the day, I may say I never want to clean another garbage can again, but I'll wake up the next morning and I'm like, let's go, let's do the route. Let's get it done. Cause I'm going to get more customers that day. I know more people are going to sign up. I'm going to, you know, I forget how much people like their garbage can being cleaned. So I know that every house I leave, they're walking right out and looking inside because they want to see. And every single person is, you know, it's like I made 50 people's day by having a clean garbage can. If that was it. If I could do that. Cool. That's something simple, but. So and they're great. paying me to do it and I'll just, I'll keep doing it. What is, how did you get started as far as like, what was your community outreach? Like, were you just like knocking on doors, putting door handle, you know, like those door oh, yeah. flyers up, were you making calls? What was your, what was your, how did you go about it? So we started and then right when my first truck was done, we, we got done building it. COVID hit and they shut everything down. Ugh. So all my plans to sponsor baseball tournaments and be at all these things all summer just stopped. So I, um, I'd hop on a scooter, we got a Yamaha scooter and I'd put a little bag on the floor between my legs full of these stickers, you know, and we would, uh, hop on a scooter, go garbage can to garbage can, slap them on the lid, go the next one. And this was just oh, an awesome garbage can. Yeah. Because at first I would use like a door hanger, like a, a housekeeping door hanger, hanger, you know, do not disturb. And, um, but if you put those on a handle, First, you got to get behind the garbage can. So if I'm riding on a scooter down the street, I'm trying to do volume. I got to get behind every garbage can. And some of those garbage can handles are bigger. So I'd put the thing on it, wouldn't stick. So I got rid of the door hangers really quick. Um, because if they lift the garbage can up, the garbage man, it may fall off. So I was like, I'm spending more for a thing that people probably aren't seeing. So I switched to the stickers and I would put, you know, I'd go out for a few hours and put, you know, three, 400 stickers on cans. And then I'd go out and clean cans that afternoon because I only had a few customers. So it wouldn't take me very long. Mm -hmm. And then it just continually grows. It's fun. Now I'll go into a neighborhood where last year I had one customer. Now I go in there and I have 20 customers in the same, you know, three streets, boom, boom, boom. So it's just fun to see that growth in one year. And um, I did a lot of that. Like 
excuse me, I wasn't going to go door to door. I didn't want to be the, the door to door guy because I hate when someone knocks on my door. So I don't want to have that. Anyway, I didn't want to do that. So I um, focus heavily on online ads, Facebook ads, and, um, you know, these stickers. That was what really got me started with stickers on cans. I'll, I'll, I'll get new signups and I'll go to their house and there's still the, le- the residue on their can from the sticker I put on it a year ago. <laughs> and they finally called me. It, it takes a while sometimes. One guy said, I've been looking at this sticker for a year and I finally called you. And now, he's, you know, I do it every month. So you just never know how long there's it's going to take. There's a, there's a guy I know who fixes laundry equipment, industrial laundry equipment. Cool. And for a long time, what his strategy was, I don't know if it's still his strategy. Maybe it is because it's pretty a good strategy. But, you know, just as far as like for outreach and getting your name out there, because, I mean, your business is no different than mine in the sense that our biggest challenge is people don't know us. They, you know, they don't know we exist. They don't know what we do. Yeah. Right? So a lot of times people are here that I train housekeeping managers. They're like, that's a thing. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. You know, that's a thing, you know. Yeah. So this guy repairs industrial washing machines. And so what he did was he made up chrome silver, uh, like silver or chrome stickers. So they look like they belong on an industrial machine, but they would have his number and contact information. If the machine breaks, they would say, if this machine needs repair, call 1-800, blah, blah, blah. And then he would go to nursing homes and ask for maintenance and maintenance would come up. And he'd go, you know, I just work in the laundry and, you know, I just would love to walk around, see what you guys are doing. Maybe I can give you some consultations, some tips. And they would always be interested and willing to show him the laundry. Yeah. And while he was there, he would just put his sticker on the machine. <laughs> That's awesome. And, you know, sure enough, a belt would break, a hose would break. And they're like, who do you call? I don't know. There's a sticker on there. And they would just call the number. And I, you know, just think about that. And it's great. Like it's kind of like a uh, guerrilla war, guerrilla marketing, right? It's like, yeah, I'm, I write, yeah. I, I also, in addition to everything else, I write books. So I've written four books on management Ooh. and I was taking, I, you know, just always searching for different ways to advertise. And somebody, somebody was saying that if you have a book on Amazon, you can buy your book and you can bring it to Barnes and Noble or another bookstore and just put it on their shelf. And if they, if somebody brings it to the counter and they scan it, it will scan and it will sell. Now you don't get any money for it because you donated the book. You'd obviously okay. left it on the counter. But if you do that and you put your bookmark inside the book, or if you, um, the idea is also the, the person scan it. They're like, oh, I didn't know we carried this book and we don't have any more. Maybe they'll order it. But also the idea of imagine if you imagine if you wrote a weight loss book. Imagine now that you put your book, you buy, you get a bookmark of your weight loss book. And then you go to the Barnes and Noble and you put it in all the weight loss books, your bookmark yeah. as a free That's bookmark. True. And yeah. so people are taking, you know, they buy the book about whatever and they're open like, oh, there's a bookmark. And it's, you know, it's current kind of marketing. Yeah. I think there's all the little fun. things, man. It, um, people don't realize you just gotta get out there. You know, people just think that a lot of guys get into this business and they think the truck alone will just drive all the business. No, they have, you gotta put a lot of effort in. You gotta spend that time. You're not going to have any customers right up front. You know, you're, you're getting, you're buying a truck. We're building it for you. You're going to get this thing. And then, so during that build time, the people that do really well, the ones they start marketing instantly. Yeah. We're three months out, but we're coming guys. 
we're, this truck's going to be here. We're going to clean cans in our neighborhood. You know, sign up now. We'll see you in three months. Um, there's so many little things. I'd ride a scooter around. We'd go to, uh, I mean, I want to do a lot of stuff this summer that we could do last summer with, you know, baseball tournaments and sports tournaments and, um, you know, having That's the truck smart. in advance. But you just got to, you got to get into those communities because I don't want to have to drive 10 minutes in between stops. So I want to get as many people in one neighborhood as I can. And if I have to do community stuff around that neighborhood, I'll do it. Because so when I go there next time, I got 25 stops. They don't have 30 stops. So it's just constant, constant go, 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 you know, figuring stuff out. It's a new enough industry. We're all learning. But the ones that have nailed it are the ones really growing and um, enjoying the business. Yeah. I, I wonder, do you have any idea, like, what worked the most? Was it? Do you think online advertising worked better than yeah. putting yeah. stickers on cans? Well, just the reach. You know, I can target an entire town and certain, you know, create my audience correctly so I can weed out renters or weed out other things, but I can focus on certain demographics and areas. And it's, it's, it's definitely the best. It's going to cost you the most money, but I, can, I know the return I'm going to get if I spend a thousand bucks. You know, I know the customers that'll sign up and how many and the long term because i'm going to have them for a few years they don't stop when someone starts getting their garbage can clean they're not going to go back you know unless they lose a job or move um nobody calls and cancels because yeah. they don't want their garbage can dirty again we'll go do a lot of one-time cleans because they just say hey, i don't want to plan just come clean at one time that's great those usually call us again within two months because they assume well i've never got it clean before and it was doable but once they spend money on it and get it clean once then they notice how dirty it is and so then they, they just, all right, come on, let's get you every three months then, you know, let's get you every month, whatever. But it, it's a very sticky business. They don't leave. Even all winter, I went all winter and they just kept going. And I yeah, only had a know, couple people that paused. In long-term care, we always have a really crude joke. It's never intentional. It's just a joke. But, you know, we make a lot of money on rehab. People who have broken hips and legs and stuff and they have to rehab. And so, you know, when your census is down, that means not a lot of people are visiting your nursing home for services. There's a crude joke, like, you know, you're like, hey, can I help in any way? Well, if you could push a few people down for me, right? Like it's, nobody wants you to push anybody, you know? Yeah. Nobody honestly prays for ice so people fall and break a hip. But it, it's like an inside crude joke. And so yeah. with, with that, I wonder, do you ever just grab, you know, I know you have a couple of dogs. <laughs> if you just grab, walk, you know, go around to those customers and just throw the dog poop in their, in their garbage can. I imagine in the garage, it won't take but a couple of days before they'll be like, Ooh, where did this thing clean out? <laughs> Only for the people that uh, owe me money. <laughs> That's where I take my dog poop. That might be a marketing strategy you're, you're, you're missing here. Yeah. No <laughs> the whole neighborhood. Yeah, I got, four, I got three dogs. I got plenty of dog food. That's what I'm saying. That's and you know what? In in my town, we have I I've seen them driving around here. We have a a guy with a truck that cleans up the dog poop in your yard. He'll drive around and he'll walk around your yard, listening oh, to a podcast. <laughs> it's a tremendous business. I it is the least expensive recurring revenue model you could possibly do, and you could be flooded with customers if you do it right. It's a guy in a pickup truck with a bucket and a, a scoop. It's so easy. <laughs> it, it makes me upset sometimes that I didn't start there <laughs> because I could have saved so much money on equipment and I could have had, you know, probably more customers. And it's probably something I'll do next and create something big around it and make a brand because it's so easy to do. 
Yeah. It just takes, you just have to go out every day. The only thing about recurring revenue service businesses, you have to show up every time. They've already paid for the service at a time. They're expecting you to show up. It's not, it's not for an owner that's going to, I'm going to take a week off. You have to plan that week in and do half the week ahead and half the week the next week so they know you're going to do it. It's not something you can just leave. And somehow people still manage to screw up in this business. And But man, if you're, if you got the customer service down, you got the marketing down and you're a go-getter, you can do great in any service business, especially this one. The service business is, so I was just talking to a guy in Orlando, Florida, and he owns a cleaning company. Cool. And I was asking if he has any staffing problems. Do you have any staffing problems or, or are you really just a one person or? Cool thing about this business, I don't need a big staff. I mean, I need another person in my truck and I had a great guy last summer, but he was a student. So he had to work around his college schedule. Um, but like any business, finding employees is always difficult. And this, I've got a major piece of equipment I'm trusting somebody with. So it's a little harder, but a lot of guys in the industry, they start out and they hire a couple guys right away. And those guys are the ones that run the truck. Um, it, it's not a hard thing to do, cleaning a garbage can, but they're going to do it right. I'm mm -hmm. going to train them how to do it correctly because I do not want a customer calling me. I don't have any bad reviews. No one's ever called and said you did a bad job. So yeah, it's a garbage can, but you're going to clean the heck out of it because that's what they're paying us to do. So you're going to do it this way and it's going to look like this when we're done. And if it doesn't and I get a complaint, you got one of those. Because <laughs> if I get a bad review because someone else, not me, you're not going to be around very long. It's just a garbage can, but they paid us to clean the heck out of it and we're going to. So yeah, and you, that's not the only thing you do though, right? You, you are a, you offer pressure wash services as well. Yeah. So you're well, last year we did a lot of pressure washing because we didn't have as many customers who had a lot more time, but I could, if I had the time to go out and get that business, I could have a pickup truck designated to just power washing at restaurants and homes and garages and concrete floors. And that alone is a tremendous business. Every, I've got this thing where if I had the manpower to expand everything I wanted to, we could offer so many services, but I got to just focus, build this. <laughs> you know, I've gone that route where I've done 10 different things and they all suffer. So I have to keep my vision very targeted. That's, yeah. that's so, that's so smart. And it's so important to point out that multitasking does not do you good in business. No. When you're a I, solopreneur, I try it and I quickly realize I got to cut back. I got to step back. I'll offer other services. So during the sign up process, you know, for a while, I said, Hey, are you interested in window cleaning, house washing, lawn mowing, pest control? Because I could hire all those things out. But it's just another quote I've got to go do. You know, I got to send someone out to measure the stuff. And it's just like, I just don't have the time. But man, if I had the time and had a couple more people, you know, if I wanted to offer all those other things, I easily could. My customers trust me and I could offer them any service they need and they would do it. You know, if they need their lawns mowed or their pest control done. Um, but I just focus on bin cleaning right now and building that up and getting as many customers as possible. But I spend, if I'm not cleaning bins, I'm on the phone with guys looking for equipment, asking questions. About, I mean, every call is at least an hour. You know, it's not a quick conversation when someone calls you want to talk about this biz. So I focus my time on selling equipment and cleaning bins. And so that, that perhaps could be such a, a great other thing, right? Is helping other people almost franchising. Nonstop. It's nonstop. It's, 
every time one of my videos takes off and gets, you know, a lot of views, I'm flooded with people looking for, how do I do this? How do I do it? And most of them won't. They don't realize how expensive the equipment is. But the ones that do, it's fun to help them. It's really fun. Yeah. And it's important. And yeah. I know I know people who just simply, they're not lazy. They're, they just don't have time to clean their own. They don't have time to mow their own lawn. They don't have time yeah. to clean their own house. They don't have time to wash their own windows. They don't have time to walk their own dog. People pay people to walk their dog. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's, it's convenience, you know? It's, I mean, people that value their own time, that's who's paying for this stuff. And so many people just don't value their time and they're getting there. If they realize you don't have to do all these little things, someone will come and fold your laundry if you want them to. It's not that expensive. You know, have a housekeeper come in a couple times a week. You know, which other stuff, how much more you'd enjoy your life if you don't have to clean your house two, three times a week? What's a hundred bucks a week? It's like, if you can afford it, do it. It's crazy to me that people that do all this other stuff when they can clearly afford it to have it done for them and they can spend that time doing something else. Yeah, so, a million percent. You got to just look at what you don't want to do and hire it out. Just don't do it. Yeah, that is so, that's what, that's why, that's why I'm so, that's why I was so excited to meet you and talk to you because you are the, the, the epitome of what I would call the American dream. Just somebody who's like, you know what? Oh man. If there's a, if there's a bit like, would you, and, and you know this as well as I do, when you understand business, you see it in everything. Yeah. You, you see a hot yeah. dog cart, you see a kid eating a hot dog. You're like, that's a business. You see, uh, you that's see, not true. You see grass growing, you're like, oh, that's a business. You see yeah. rocks being collected somewhere, then you see somewhere else where they're using rocks as lawn ornaments. You're like, that's a business. <laughs> yep. It's insane. If, if I wish I could do all of them. I have a list. I have you know, a spreadsheet. It's just like, I've got to wait. At some point, I'll do that idea, but I can't <laughs> right now. But at some point, you know, there's, I can't wait to exit this business at some point so I can work on something else. But yeah, it'll, it'll be a while, but at some point I'll get out. But when I do, it's on to the next thing. And that next thing is going to go even more smoother because I learned so much from this one thing. So that's why I'm excited to do the next because it's going to be so much easier. I agree. Everything that I've done, whether I succeeded at it or not, has taught me big lessons on how to do the next thing. It's given it's me a amazing. huge leg up. The failures. Getting fired was such, I mean, it sucked, but it was a huge, like, wow, I caused that. It didn't matter that I was the top sales guy bringing in more revenue. I was the guy that they just didn't want around anymore. You know what? It doesn't matter you're the top sales guy. If you're the cancer and you're the one complaining when we, had, when we implement changes that weren't part of your job description, and that's what it was. I would complain. I'd be like, why are we doing this? I was hired to do this. That's where the money is. That's where I'm trying to make money. I can't make money doing this brand new thing. And I was kind of that squeaky wheel. And instead of getting greased, I got cut. So I learned a lot. You know, I just, I I just had that happen to me in January where I got terminated and it's six months later, (laughs) I'm still bitter, but uh, as much as it's taken me a long time to be able to uh, understand this, but I, I earned a lot of it. I, I was the, I wasn't, I was, you know, it's funny. I'm in such a unique position and I, and I shouldn't have been, I should have known better, but I train housekeeping managers 
And so yeah. companies hire me to work with their housekeeping manager. And so I develop a real close relationship with the housekeeping manager and not their boss. Yeah. And so all of a sudden I have a contentious relationship with their boss and a good relationship with them and they don't pay me. Their boss does. You know? Yeah. 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 Should have known better. I, I, I totally did it to myself. I did it to myself. Oh, it's That's tough. Realize. It's, um, it was eye-opening, but it was the worst week of my life for sure. You know, I laid in bed for three days and I was like, I was crying. My wife would be like, you got it. Like, you got to get over it. And I did, but it was a tough. I, I really appreciate you sharing and being honest about that because I had the same response. Like, yeah. you know, I'm suing. I'm, and I, 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 well, I, I'm under contract. And so they didn't yeah. just fire me. They broke the contract. They violated the terms yeah. of the agreement. And half of it's because I, it doesn't even matter. I'm sure that they just did a calculated risk. They're like, you know, it's going to cost him more money to try to recoup the money than it would be for him. And they're right. You know, you do the math and yeah. I talked to a lawyer and they're like, you're definitely in the right. You definitely can sue, but you would net zero. Mm. The amount you're suing is the amount you're good at going for. You should just go live your life. And I'm like, I don't want to live my life. <laughs> I got to get them. They must pay. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm only sharing just to say that uh, it was my doing. Yeah. I just like you, even though I was good, even though I was good at what I was doing, even though I had a lot of buy-in, a lot of good relationships, even though my system was working, I wasn't fun to be with to the yeah. people who mattered. You know, I had a coworker that was, we kind of fed off each other and the negativity. And I'd realized like what? all day was just the negative and he would feed into me. I'd feed into him and we were leading the pack, but one of us had to go and I was the one and I earned it. You know, it was my fault. So I learned a ton from it and um, you just got to go on. And it was the best thing that's ever happened to me. So, you know, um, I, I respected you a lot without knowing you before we had this conversation, just watching your growth and, and starting this company and seeing you start it and take off. You know, thank God for TikTok and, and social yeah. media platforms for you to share. But then getting to know you and just hearing this part of you is, well, Thanks, first man. of all, the idea that you went into business with your, <laughs> I don't even know what to call him, your ex-wife's husband. Yeah. <laughs> funny. I know we laugh all the time and it just, it makes so much sense to us, but to everyone else, like, are you guys crazy? I don't know. We have, cause we have the, the same goal in mind. It's for our kids. Yeah. You love my kids. I love my kids. And if we can both build something so we all benefit, I'd much rather have my kids get that money than someone else's kids that I don't know. You know? I, yeah. I, I'm admiring you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I am admiring you. That is, that is quite fantastic and very impressive. Yeah. And then to be so honest about failing forward, which is what you've yeah. done here, right? You have fell, oh, yeah. you have fallen, failed forward. You didn't fail yeah. and go backward. You failed and moved further ahead, made it better, made it work for you, created your own thing. Super you know, there's that, <laughs> there's that little tinge of happiness when I know that some of those people there in management see some stuff that I do. And it's like, I'm glad that I'm, I know they're happy for me. They didn't hate me. I needed to go and they had, someone had to get rid of me, but um, it's, it is fun to see, to know that, Oh, I'm glad that person saw that video. You know, like I'm doing okay guys. You know, I know they're happy for me and they're not 
didn't want me to fail. But uh, it's, it is fun to know that the coworkers you worked with, because I have a lot of them, some of them are customers, and that's really fun. Um, that fun. A lot of coworkers, and it's neat to build something and have it work. It feels good, and it feels good to keep it going and have ideas and have plans and have, it's really fun. So Yeah, yeah. No, I wish I, everyone could experience not working for someone else and the freedom of it. I, I I completely agree. I completely agree. I too go to sleep sometimes dreaming that my enemies no uh, <laughs> are watching me with awe and wonder. No, they're probably <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Nobody's been they're all like, he's dead to us, forget him. I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> like, I too, I'm like, I'll show you, you know. But you know, Batman needed the joker can we agree yeah he did totally batman batman is not a superhero unless there's a super villain he's just a guy so in a suit. i yep. need a villain <laughs> that's I, the motivation that's good that's that's it right i mean so and all mine, right yeah mine is everyone that says it's stupid to clean a garbage can it's like i'll show you just wait yeah just i'll show wait. you i'll show you yes, you want to follow me to the bank <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No All right, brother. Thank you so much for being on. I, this has been You're a welcome. real joy, and I and I knew that you were exactly the type of person I wanted to showcase here on the show. The type of person who, even though you're not exactly in the cleaning business, in your mind you're in the home service business. In my mind, you're in the cleaning business. Yeah, I am. You're right. <laughs> I am. So we, we love finding people who are in the cleaning business, who are making it work, who are doing really great things and showcasing how not only how important the cleaning industry is, but the cleaning industry is one of those industries. It's low entry. There's a low barrier yeah. to enter. You can start by cleaning houses, cleaning windows, cleaning up after dogs. You know, you do not have to be stuck you do not have to be working for somebody who is not pleasant to be working for. You do not have to be doing something you don't want to be doing. There are opportunities out there. And I'm just super happy I found you as a, as a great reminder and an example of somebody who's doing that. So, Thank you very much. You're in a great industry, too. I wish more people saw how big of a business they could build just cleaning houses. And the, the, the pride most women have, and I could never do that, it's like, you're crazy. You could have a thriving business in this in any community, cleaning homes and have so much revenue generated. And they don't. They they choose to make candles or this or that. It's like that's good. I'm glad they're doing something. But man, they they don't realize the money they're missing out on cleaning homes. <laughs> yeah, the service industry, the cleaning industry, big money, mm. big money, important work, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Rob. This is great. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Binblasters.com. Is that right? That's it. And That's if it. you really want a good time, go to TikTok and Please, follow go to TikTok. Bin Blasters. I, I can be myself there and nobody, you know, I can do whatever I want there. It's awesome. So please go there. I love your TikTok. It is super Thank fun you. and seeing your girls. It, it's so fun. It's so fun. Mm -hmm. All right, Casey, you don't go anywhere. Everyone else, if you enjoyed this show, if you like the housekeepers podcast, please make sure you subscribe, rate, 
Tell all your friends how fantastic it is. If you have an idea, somebody you're like, you know what? I know somebody who's killing it in the cleaning industry and they would be an awesome guest on the House Kids podcast. Reach out to me. Let me know. I'd love to find out about them and see if they would be willing to be on the show and highlight it as a cleaning professional. And finally, if you are in the position where you want to be better at managing in the housekeeping field, please consider joining us at the Housekeeping Leadership Academy. We would love to have you. It's a great place for all housekeeping managers to get together, commiserate, share best practices, and most of all, get better at being an effective manager. Otherwise, that's it for me and Casey Everton. We'll see you guys later.